This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, May 20th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. James Bartholomew argues that the welfare state in Britain has resulted in a generation of badly educated and dependent citizens, leading to lives of deprivation for thousands and undermining the original intent behind its creation in the 1940s. We talked about his book, The Welfare State We're In, on Monday. One of the points brought up by one of the questioners at the the forum today was that there is a, a there is an essential difference between uh, welfare benefits that are provided privately through charity and benefits that are provided through the government. Based on your experience, what is the difference between the two? Well, I, I can't say it's based on my experience, but based on my knowledge, <laughs> there there is an enormous difference. Uh, benefits that were provided charitably uh, were such that uh, would usually come from a friendly society. Now, the existence of friendly societies is largely forgotten. It, it actually appears very little in any history books you might read on the subject. But six out of seven million industrial workers in Britain used to be members of friendly societies. They were enormous. And what happened was if you say you you'd lost your job and you couldn't get another one, you would ask your friendly society for money. Uh, people from your branch, because they were all divided into local branches, would come round and visit you. They would tell pretty quickly, and they'd know you. They would know pretty quickly whether or not you're, you were a genuine case. If they were, you would get your money, which you were entitled to under the terms of your agreement, because you'd been subscribing to the friendly society, you would get money back when you were in need. That was the whole point. And you'd probably get more assistance as well, if necessary. If you were, for example, if you were ill. But if you were, if they saw you working in the garden, perfectly capable of work, when they knew work was nearby, then they would be outraged. You would be shamed in your community. People who knew you and in that friendly society would would inevitably regard you as a as a thoroughly bad person. So the pressure on you to behave well, to be honest, to be more than honest, never to be accused of cheating people that you knew, was intense. Uh, whereas if you go to a modern um, benefit office, the people there you've never seen before, you'll never see again. You're filling in forms. And everything is done according to a form. It's a completely impersonal experience. It's extremely unlikely that if you're, if you're claiming but working, that you will ever be discovered. So the difference in the pressures on the people concerned were very substantial. Thomas Moore and Martin Luther, you mentioned that they had... Uh, some things to say about welfare as a government enterprise. What was that? Well, not as a government em- emphasize, uh, uh, enterprise necessarily. They had they they developed. I think in in certainly in Martin Luther's case, he developed um, uh, ideas and theories about creating a community chest into which people would would uh, pay money, and uh, out of which money would be paid to those who were in need. Uh, I, I can't give you the the details, but they they there were a number of experiments that were t- took place a- around Europe, and some of them are quite well documented in 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 that time, in the time of of uh, of, of Shakespeare, and around that time there were a number of experiments in various German cities. It's quite well documented. Different people came up with different ideas. Models were circulated around different cities. It tended to be, I think, city based rather than the national. And that the main unit for, for giving out welfare benefits in, the, in Britain at that time was the parish. And the parish would typically be a, body, a group of families amounting to no more than a 1,000 people. So benefits at that time were very, very personal. 
And that's indeed why people felt under such pressure not to um, take advantage of them. A lot of what I hear you're saying of, of the story of uh, Britain and the welfare state mirrors at least some of the story in the United States of the mutual aid societies that existed before the New Deal. Now we're about to enter an age, possibly, in the United States where we're going to enter national uh, health care system. You say that the British experience may offer a warning uh, with regard to uh, health care. Well, not with regard to the whole welfare state, but with regard to health care itself, I think the British experience, above all, is a warning, do not allow the government to start supplying it. And if you see, I mean, the British healthcare system is so disastrous because it is entirely monopoly. Now, I don't think that is proposed by anybody in the States at the moment. But one of the persistent problems you find with all elements of welfare is that once you start, it gets bigger and bigger. Supposing you have a big government program and it is found not to, find, not to help one, say, 2% of the population of a particular sort, then you will have another government program that's aiming to get that. And then there'll be another group that's not there, not quite looked after. And then it will be found to be not quite equal. The tendency is to grow and grow and grow and to have a bigger and bigger uh, bureaucracy. But the key thing if America does embark on increasing its um, healthcare system, as, as an outsider, it would seem to me to avoid monopoly supply of any kind. As long, if you can, the the if you insist on on having more and more government control, then in Europe at least, the what appears to be the least unsuccessful model is probably that of the Swiss, where each individual you they have to take out insurance, and the, those people who can't afford it are helped with affording insurance. But each person, of any of whatever their wealth, can choose which insurance company to go to, and each insurance company can choose which hospitals to use. So there are two stages of choice and competition, which you know, help maintain standards and keep down costs. James Bartholomew is author of the book, The Welfare State We're In. You can watch a full forum for the book at cato.org.